0: We
1: can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars.
2: It's Timmy Manor here and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me as he does every single week. It's my man Ben Little.
1: Oh yes. We
2: play some great songs. We speak to some amazing figures in the sporting world. And tonight, our special guest. He debuted in 2016 with the Mighty Eels and he quickly became one of the most electrifying players in the NRL. He played across uh, a three-year NRL stint and he scored an electrifying 35 tries in just 47 games. He would then go on to go to England where he's currently signed with the Warrington Wolves. And he scored 26 tries in just 35, 34 games over there. And now he's been a... Um, integral part of that team. He got him to a grand final in 2020. And tonight, my guest on the Spirit of Sport is Wigan Warriors fullback, Bevan French. Bevan, welcome to the Spirit of Sport, mate.
0: Uh, Thanks for having me, Timmy. Um, It's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, And I think you you spoke me up a bit in that intro, but yeah, thanks a lot. No, I think there's a lot more we could add to that. (laughs) Obviously,
2: uh, captain of the uh, the Winning Magpies.
0: If um, if you've got to put, yeah, Good bloke and, and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about yeah. status?
2: While, while we're there, we're talking about good bloke status. Is, is it, uh, <laughs> where, where are we at now? It's been, a, it's been a little few months since we spoke. Is it still uh, single
0: or where are we at? Uh, no, I'm still single, man. Still yeah, single.
2: okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good for the listeners out there to know that anyway. That's important. Yeah. You know, I'm, really, yeah. <laughs> I'm really big on making sure our guests feel like they have a platform here where they can share with uh, the listeners their status. And yes, cool. you own, is yes.
1: call in ladies, one so 800
2: at Bevan French, or what's it, how can they find you at uh, on socials? We
0: might, I might make a little uh, a, a little phone line after this, actually. Little yeah, nice.
2: I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it'll be pretty busy. Yeah, talk to us, man. You're currently injured now, so you're you're over at Warrington Wolves. You signed there. It was 2019? You signed. Uh,
0: yeah, the back end of 2019, um it, it all came about pretty quickly. Um, I think. As you said, there were, uh, I had the three year stint at Parramatta there, and um, me and you found ourselves in, in Wendy there towards the back end of the year. And um, I think a, I think a, I had to move overseas within. Two, I had two weeks left to sort of make the decision. Um, from when I from when I got from when they from when they reached out um, the deadline to move over, um, yeah, it was two weeks since you had to do it in a certain period of time before, from your last NRL game or something like that. Yeah. Um so yeah. So yeah, that will happen pretty quickly, to, uh, within two weeks sort of thing. Uh made a decision up, sort of packed what I could. Um, got over there and um you know, it's been, it's been good since I've been over there. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot. Um especially with, with, with Adrian Lamb as as head coach over there. Um, you know, he's had a bit to do in the sporting world with Rugby League as we all know. And mm. um not only not only him, but you we've got some, you know, world class players, um Better at the back end of their career at the moment. Who's some of those? first of all, when I well, last year he retired, but he's still in in the camp now. Is Sean A. Lachlan? Um, he's uh, you know he's been one of England's best for quite a while. Yeah. He, he's uh, ha, have a lot of knowledge, and you know he's well respected within within the club there at Wigan. And but I think that the main impact that someone that's had on me over there since I've went over there is Tommy Lulua. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, I know Tom, yeah. Tom. He's, you know, he he's, he's a top bloke. Um, you know, since I got over there, um, just with the footy, the strategy-wise, and things like that, teaching me how to read the game, um, get a better understanding of things, and um, you know, it's all the, all that sort of stuff that I wasn't really picking up, picking up a lot of. Um, you know, he he got me on the back of that, and you know, it's done me wonders. I think it's taking my game to another level. So. Um, but yeah, it all came about pretty quickly, how I got there, and um, yeah, I've been enjoying my time there ever since. And
2: yeah, your NRL days, are they are they still on the cards? Because I feel like, I know I've told you this before, I've said it on SEN radio a number of times now, but just with the, the new rules, the way the game's played at the moment, the speed of it, I just feel like someone like you would, would absolutely blitz the NRL at the moment. You look at some of the best fullbacks going around, and you know the, the, the Pappenhausens and the Tedesco's, the Brimsons, a lot of them are these that small, quicker, agile players, and I think it just suits you. And, and the way, your ability to read a game and be somewhere where you need to be there, and, and have that speed and footwork with tired middles, um, gee, I'd love to see you back at the NRL. Is that an option? It's, it's,
0: it's, of course, I, like it's always an option. I think when I left, I I just wanted to go and work on myself, what I needed to work on, and. The plan was always to come back and mm. um, I think especially now with the, I think the, the thing that I, help, I think helped me when I went to England was the the, the ruck speed. I, di- I didn't feel like um, they, there was a lot of intent and things like that um, in the game, but ruck speed was just non-existent, I, I felt like. And yeah. I think it just, it, it gave me a lot of time and space to, to do what I wanted to do and and now, like with all the new changes now back in the NRL, I feel like it's the same sort of game, and yeah, um, it's definitely still on the cards. And um, you know, I'm only 25 now, so are you uh, only I'm, 25? Yeah, still, still <laughs> got a while. Still got a young while, young Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I, the, the plan was, yeah, definitely. This was in the back of my head was I was going to work hard, um, you know, this year, try and have another good year like last year, and try to get my name out there a bit more and get back into things but um you know things don't always go to plan so um so yeah but you yeah, know, it's definitely it's definitely what I work for. That's um not a sort of over there sort of enjoy, you know, all the all that side of things. You've got your all the travel and all that sort of things like that. My my main goal is to always get back to NRL and I definitely want to give it a um, you know, give it my all when I get back and because I feel like I still got a lot to offer and mm. um you know hopefully it all plans out in the end
1: mate you mentioned you're spending some um specified time on yourself what are some of the things you're working on while you're over there
0: um i think something that i i didn't really didn't, didn't really know coming up through para with with the few years i was there um was was the importance of mentality and things like that leading towards the game i didn't yeah. feel like you know i was just sort of came from a a, a rural area down and um within a couple of years was training first grade and and, and sort of st- debuting there and I was just still still sort of just enjoying you know I couldn't really believe I was doing it and mm. um so now just the the mentality side of things and uh i think yeah things like that uh, i I've, I've made a big change um in into my performance and, and things like that and um you know I think you know you can always people might always say you're a good bloke, but trying to be a good person as well. A lot of people, that they really, they pride themselves on that at Wigan. Yeah. Um, you know, before they sign anyone, um, it's always the first question they ask is what's she's like as, as a bloke away from rugby league and things like that. So um, so yeah, those little things I'm working on myself away from footy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's great. So
1: you, you found that you, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you came from from juniors through to professional pretty quick, and you felt like that was a pretty quick process for you.
0: Yeah, I think um, you know, I finished. moved to I moved to Parramatta when I was eighteen, and then you know I think training first grade when I was nineteen, and you know, I just you know I just couldn't really believe it. I was doing, I didn't I didn't come through any junior systems. I just came from sort of a, a small rural area here, and then by twenty I was debuting. So. Um, it all happened I feel like pretty quick and um yeah i didn't I didn't really think I learned the the mental side of things before I, before i did that
1: yeah right what what kind of mental things are standing out now? Are you talking about things like like discipline and 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 work ethic is that is that the kind of stuff you 're referring to
0: yeah i think work ethic like away away from training and things like that, but I think just the mentality side of things with um you know with there 's that fine line between ego and and very confident in yourself Mm -hmm. um i i didn't really coming from a i think from a small area um you know out rural it's it's sort of um you always sort of reminded you know like you're you're not there's always someone better and and things like that and you you start to learn things now by watching a lot of sport and, and talking to a lot of people without sounding arrogant or or cocky, or having a big ego like that, you you almost got to tell yourself and believe that you are before you even play. Otherwise, you've, I guess, the other opposition has already beaten you. I think, mm-hmm. and um, so that's that's what the main thing I think I've learnt um, on that side of things coming through. And a prime example of that is who I had a good chat with um, when I have been back in Australia is the troll He's always had that good mentality, and you know, look where it's got him. He's just. Even though he's got natural ability, he, he's, his mental side of things, um, you know, it's it's, it's someone I, I praise and, and take notes of.
2: Yeah, G, it's been good to watch literally all of the origin series and see the kind of the player and person he's grown to be. Tell me a bit about yeah. your journey. You know, I know you're one of Tinga's finest. Give us a bit of a glimpse of what it was like uh, growing up at Tinger way and, and how you got involved in rugby league to start with.
0: Um, well, we... We grew up, started off at Tinga, and then we spent, moved into the next town in Varel, which you know about fifteen yeah. minutes away or something like that. And it's a bit more populated than Tinga, and but all my family um, and all, all my bloodlines from Tinga and all my uh, you know uncles and and things like that all grew up playing for Tinga, and it's just like a part of our family really. And I think mom, my mom never, my mum my mum never really put pressure pressure on her, on any of us to play uh, rugby league when we were younger. I think. But I think when when we were younger, um, what what got me into it was I think the presence of um, Preston Campbell and Nathan Nathan Blacklock or you know Owey you Whenever they ever came back to the, the town of Tinga, um, you know it was just just remember those of how it made you felt and everyone else in the town, yeah. and um, it was just inspiring. Sort of coming from somewhere that like doesn't really got haven't got much to offer. Um, to be able to make something of themselves and things like that. Um, it just sort of always stuck with me, and I think I was only about five years old then, and that's where I started playing. Um, when I was about five years old, I think it was, and it, it all sort of went from there. Yeah,
2: for a, for a town that has you know, such a small population, you've got some you know history makers and world changes coming out of there. You know, obviously BlackRock, but you know, Preston Campbell, another superstar, and not just what he does on the field, but the amount of work both of those guys do off the field and, and the impact they have in the community. And then I think about you, and one of the first things that come to mind when I think of you isn't just how good you are on the field. It's how you've always been since, even since you came to the club as a, as a kid. You always had an open mind, and you always had a hunger to want to make a difference in the community, and you know, especially you're helping young Indigenous kids. What, what is it about, like, you know, I don't know if it's your family or the area. What is it about that group that you know has a you know, has a want to make such a big impact?
0: I think just the realization of. Um of like how limited our opportunities are in these little areas. And, um, the thing is like with, uh, you know, we always show like a lot of respect to, to our elders and things like that. And they're always the ones to sort of keep you grounded and, um, make sure, you know, that you're always doing these sort of things. And, and, um, you know, it seems that it obviously seems to work, you know, Preston and, you know, Blacklock and things like that always came back and, that sort of stuck with me and it's changed my life forever now. So, um, you know, it's always you know, if, if you get one person out of doing these sort of things, it changes their lives forever, and it's a giant step for you know, um, people of our culture. Um, especially you, you look at the completion rate of high school with, with indigenous people around here, um, we're sort of basically relying on sport to sort of make something of ourselves, and so whenever. I guess it just that just always stuck with me when the, the impact that they had when they came back here, um, sort of, it just gave you belief that you could do it. And, um, I, I think we just realized the importance of that.
1: Yeah. It seems like you you inspire a lot of people from your community purely from your example, um, on and off the field, but coming back to your community and where you're from and, um, you know, sewing in and hanging out with, with some of the, the kids and the, the, the families and that, you can just see that that would make such a huge difference. Is there anything else that you do um, specifically to, to, you know, invest into the community or give back or, or anything like that that you do? Or is there anything that, you know, uh, you know, we could, we could be a part of or, or someone, one of our listeners could be a part of?
0: Um, to be honest, not since I've, I've moved to England. I think once I moved to, or just before I moved to England, I, I completed um my diploma of youth work so because i always i've always had an interest in the community side of things, and I guess within that study we um we did a lot of practical things um in and around the community to sort of because you've got to do practical hours to sort of complete that um so we did we did do a lot of things around here, and I've always had a chat with um like i said as soon as since I've been to England I haven't been Really yeah. back here doing much of it, but um, I've always been in contact with Preston, Preston Campbell, and Matty Francis, who um, you know he he got the Indigenous game, the All Stars game going, um, helped Preston get that going, and he do, helps Preston with a lot of community stuff, and uh, you know Timmy knows what he's like, he's a character, yeah. and, um, so we 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 keep in contact regularly, and um, we always try to plan things for, you know, like we spoke about before, if I get back here, uh someday playing in NRL, we'll. What are some ideas we can sort of get a part of? But, um, you know, not, 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 I know you said there, is there anything that we can say that can help out or things like that? But I'm mm-hmm. sure, like, people like Preston and myself, or Matty Francis, if they can get a hold of him, it's, if they have any ideas, um, you know, of how, of how we could help out along, um, you know, in communities like that, we're always always, ears and, and open to those suggestions. Mm-hmm. So, um, you yeah, know, anyone listening, just feel free to. Try and get in contact with us, and we'll try our best that we can to make that happen. I wish put Matty Francis's mobile number
2: out on the air. Just, I'm sure he'd love that. If people have any ideas, give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling
0: you, he gets around everywhere I go. He's, yeah. Someone knows him somewhere. Oh, 100. Uh, he's, he's
2: well connected. Well, you know what? He's actually very good. Like he, like he left the club Paramount, a couple of years ago, and I still get text from him every now and then, checking up how you going? Like just random, how you doing? No agenda. Just how's things? I don't uh, just a really decent guy. Um, big fan of Big Man. Yeah. Um, he
0: really is. Every time, every time I'm in the Gold Coast, he's the same. Yeah. He has to, he has to make sure I'm, I'm catching up for a coffee with him or something like that. And, yeah. and, and, bar, and like, that you shout it You have to pay for it. Yeah, exa-
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah, yeah,
0: probably yeah. what it is. <laughs> he knows you're there.
2: back in town. He knows there's a free coffee coming somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, well, I was a big fan of him. Uh, we had a special guest here, Dean Witters, a couple of weeks ago. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Dino was responsible for uh, a fake Twitter account of Matty Francis, but that's a, a conversation. <laughs> it was actually very funny a conversation for another day, mate. Tell me how you ended up in the big smoke. So, um, obviously, you came to Parramatta as a as a kid. Tell us a bit about how old you were and how and what it does like for you to come from a you know a small country town to uh, the bright lights of Western Sydney, <laughs> <laughs> mate. It was honestly it
0: was quite it was quite crazy. I'll, I know we spoke about before how it makes you believe in yourself. To, you, know, you know, when people like Preston and that come back, it gives you that belief that, you know, I'm going to, I believe I can do this. And it, it wasn't until I think it was the last four months of high school. Um, I, I still had nothing, no connections or anything. And I just happened to be playing out in, um, I think it was Trinabarabin or something. I think it was like that in the middle of nowhere. Um just a, like a, it was only two. It was only one game going on. It was just the the two two sides meeting up from regional New South Wales, North uh, northwest regional New South Wales, to try and create that regional site. And um, it just happened to be one of the recruitment officers that just recently left Parramatta, Anthony Field. Yeah, uh, yeah. he was out there, and um, yeah, like I said, it was I was sort of starting to be, not believe that this was going to happen. And um, so the last three months of off high school is what it was and um it's it sort of scary yeah, it happened so quickly i mean, we got in, uh he came up to me after the game and we had a conversation and all that sort of stuff and um started talking about it, then trying to you know find a manager and things like things like that so um within the last three months of school went from quite you know i was quite nervous and not knowing where, where i was going to end up or what i was going to do with myself to now I've got to start preparing. I'm going to move to Parramatta at the end of the year, so um yeah, it's crazy how it all happened. I wasn't I wasn't really coming up through a junior system anywhere or things like that. It was just just right right place at the right time, I think.
2: What a place to end
0: up. What a beautiful place to end up. It's a <laughs> I know, and you look at them, and look at who i have met. Look at who I'm on the radio yeah, 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 talking yeah. to. Just some, just a <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I was
2: actually very fortunate. Being I don't know if you know this, mate. I uh, I lived next door to the great Bevan French. Oh, yeah. My next door neighbour. Wow. Oh, yeah. What it was uh,
1: in the apartments right there?
2: Uh, next door. No, nah, he, Well, he was. We shared a duplex. I was one duplex. He was connected oh. to me, so he literally shared a wall. Good neighbour. Great neighbour. Great okay. neighbour. Like, Let's see what it was yeah. good because he did yeah. yeah. with Reid Money. Say Marney. that on air. <laughs> 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 he did with Reid Marnie and Kurt Deluya, right? And they would um they'd have a few of the boys over. So it was so easily for me to tell them to hey, I'm sorry, I was going to go yeah, and just so. walk across to the, yeah. you know, it was, it was nice. It was lovely. Um, Bevy, you um yep. came onto the scene like a, a lightning bolt. Like just, you just went zero to a hundred. Um, how did you deal with the, the fame? I guess like going from, you know, I know you said you knew people in your area that had that celebrity status, but to experience it for yourself and then go from uh yeah, you know, kid that not many people knew to a star that all the kids wanted to be like. How, how did you find the jump from, you know, f- from one to another?
0: Mate, it, it was, it was, it was still like a, I knew it was happening, but it still didn't feel as real as it did. Like I said, because it happened so quickly and um, I was sort of feeling, I was just happy. Oh, I couldn't, I still couldn't believe that I was actually not even playing first grade, but I was. I left school at. Eight, uh, I moved down when I was eighteen, and then nineteen. I'm training um, full time. I, I I still couldn't believe it. Like it happened all so quickly. And and then when I got to to start playing and um, started scoring some tries and things like that. And honestly, I I, I didn't really. Um, You're welcome. By the I, way, I wish I could explain a feeling. It was just. You're welcome. I, I,
2: I was going yeah, exactly. to pause or, you there. You,
0: you laid the platform. I the platform, right? um.
2: Benny, in my 11 year career, I've got one line break and one trice probably. Yeah, I think and smart. those was both uh, <laughs> yeah. setting I'm up the, the young kid. Yeah. I continue. Oh, so, sc- scoring tries. Sorry, yeah, I just interrupted. It's, it's right.
1: not your day, Timmy.
2: <laughs> it's not about me today. <laughs> 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 oh, man.
1: I'm
0: glad. I'm glad I was the only one, Timmy.
2: <laughs> Thank you. But Even um, though it was probably four <laughs> twice. <pass. laughs>
0: we'll save that. Don't yep. worry about that. Yep. But, um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I didn't really know how to deal with it. I, I think. To be honest, I think being in around the setting in Sydney um, and training every day was good. Like, it doesn't really hit you. But then when you do come back to sort of areas like this and, um, you know, people... You just... Like, I, still, I just I just couldn't believe it, to be honest. Like, I spoke about how I started playing, the impact that the people before me had on, and now I'm here you know, you just shaking when you come up to little areas like this, a lot of people appreciate a simple thing like a handshake and it just makes makes their whole day and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it and it's, it's it's starting to you know settle in now. It's been a few years but um I still I still pinch myself that I'm in that position to just make such an impact on on us like people's lives, especially like little kids, um just to the smallest act of Whatever it might be, just can change their whole day. So, I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that question. To be honest, it was just a, I didn't know how to take it. I sort of just rode with it, and then, um, but yeah, it's a, I'm grateful for the position that I have been in and being able to do those things. Yeah, mate,
1: coming through um, so quick and having such a an impact early on, um, it must have been a challenge. Like you know, emotionally and just f- for your mentality back then. Uh, when you were younger, how did you, how did you deal with it? or oh, and, and kind of what worked, but also kind of what didn't work just for our younger listeners out there.
0: Um, I, I spoke about before, like, that was the, it still took me a while to work that out. Mm. Um, I didn't sort of work that out until I got over to England, the mentality side of things. And um, I guess like, social media now is such a great platform. You can get, spread so much pos- positivity on it and you can learn so much. so much knowledge and everything's accessible, but and then there's the bad side of things where mm. um, people can get away with what they want to say and things like that. And um, I wasn't sure how to deal with that coming like straight away. And um, yeah. now i sort of learned to deal with that. I think now I try to meditate quite a bit
1: just oh, to nice. learn of how
0: to, how to deflect those sort of things. And, Again, back to before, with um sort of carrying that that trying not to cross that fine line between being confident and ego you, you've al- you almost got to remind yourself um, that that you that you aren't what sort of like all the negative things are saying yeah
1: um,
0: so i I guess that uh, the the biggest learning to anyone that was is listening coming through um meditation for me has been. You know, such, it's had such an impact on me with the, the mental side of things. But I think just self-talk is just as important. Um, you almost, without even knowing, you just subconsciously, you start believing in what you say you are. And um, So meditation and self-talk for me is, is, I think now, how I've started to deal with things and, and move past that stage. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I feel in 10 years' time, I'm going to look back at sport and the whole mental side of things—you talk about meditation and, and, you know, the positive mindset. I think there's a whole part of sport that we don't really tap into because um, it's not traditional. You know, we're so used to okay, you lose a game, we got to train harder, get stronger, get fitter. But then a lot of times it's not physically; it's it's mentally. You know, like the gap between the best teams and the worst teams is only small, but that that mental aspect you're talking about is the difference between the good teams, the bad teams, the good athletes, the bad athletes. The, yeah, the, the Tiger Woods, the ability for him to ice those putts compared to a, a golfer that plays on a weekend. How um, have you found it's giving attention to that mental aspect? Has your game gone to another level?
0: I, I think it certainly has, I think. Um, I've controlled... I've, when I've found out I'm better, I'm better at controlling my emotions, I'm better at controlling my actions on the field. Um, you know, it might seem little, but I think... Generally, Especially being on the stage where you're playing in front of a, you know a big crowd and things like that, sometimes the atmosphere and things get to you and you get that rush of blood and that might come that might cause a mistake or something like that. But you, the more you practice, you know, your meditation and your control of your emotions and things like that, your reaction to things. I think that was I think that's the main thing with, with with meditation. I've learned to sort of control my reaction to things better. Um, I know a lot of people that do play at the top level if, um, if they make an error then they sort of go into a shell I think I'm a lot better now just brushing that aside and you know I'm not I'm not really scared if I make another error again or anything like that so mm. um, but I, I agree with you Timmy the, the mental side of it um, with you know with sports I think there's still so much more to learn about it and um, you're right it, it's probably 5 minutes to 10 minutes a day that can make the difference between an average player to the best, and you know, it's, it's it's crazy to think that, but it's true.
1: Yeah, mate. Can you give us a bit of insight into your um, actual process around meditation? Because you know, you can say the word meditation, and everyone's kind of yeah. got a different view of it. And, if, and for a lot of people that haven't even never, never done it before, never thought about it. What what what's, yeah. a, what's give us a bit of insight into your press. What do you what do you what do you practically actually do?
0: I found um, there's, there's different types of meditation. I think all the position that I was in, um, well, you know, playing fullback, a lot of your, a lot of the times I'm involved, I'm at in the back of a a lead runner. Mm. And it's, I think that's just, um, decision-making then whether, what I do with that. So, um, I try to, when I first got into it, my first absolute meditation was obviously you're sitting in complete silence and I'm just trying to be aware of what's happening around mm. me. Um, you know, whether it's something simple as, a, you know, bird bird chirping in the background or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: I just usually set a timer for 10, 10 minutes. I try to um, be aware of what's going on around me. Um, and then other times when I feel, when I like, um, there's a lot going on in my head, I try to, it's a lot easier said than done. But I, I set another timer for 10 minutes and um, I just try to sit there and, not think about anything, just be still. And then it's, it sounds simple, but then you know you'd be sitting there in silence, and you'll start thinking about something you did the other day, or something, something like that. And then, and then you just, that's just a reminder um, to let that go. Sort of, it's like a snap, click your finger sort of thing, and say forget thinking about that. Mm. It Sounds simple, but it's harder than you think. When we sit there, and you, your, your mind just starts to wander. And I think a lot of athletes will tell you when, whenever they're clear-minded, that's when they're at their best. Mm.
2: Yeah, take me to England, mate. We're over in England. What's what's it like over there? Is it uh, a big
0: culture shock? Um, I think not. If I'm honest, I haven't really experienced um, such a difference in culture. I think just because being in the sport of rugby league. Yeah. um, Sort of the same culture, but on top of that, 2019, I moved there. I think there was about six games to go, and then I was back in Australia. And then... um, and then COVID happened, so I haven't, I haven't really been out and about and sort of experienced as much as I would like to experience um, since I've been over there. But um, hopefully, hopefully things start to clear up, and you know, with the COVID and things like that. And um, when I'm back there, I can experience a lot more. Of that. But but with the culture side of things, I think um, just being in the sport of rugby league, it's pretty similar to what you experience here in Australia. Just um, yeah, yeah, the other side haven't been as lucky.
2: Hey, out of curiosity, what's the uh COVID been like over there? Like I know you know, we talk about what we're experiencing, but how what was it like over there yeah. on, on a bigger scale? It's just
0: recently you only started to open up open back up uh like wow. cafes and restaurants yeah. and things where you, you sit in with a mask and things like that. So for the last year and a half it's it's been it's it's been torture to be honest over yeah. there. Um, yeah. and but I think it was like uh that's where I, I think I started to learn more I didn't really have a choice really start to learn more about myself and things like that with with the mental side of things because you go to training and you go home and that was it you're just at home until you go to training again and um, there was no social life so I think i think was sort of forced into that to what I had to do to you know learn a lot about myself and things like that but yeah, um, yeah that's why I haven't that's why I haven't really experienced much of the the culture over there yet but yeah, like I said, hopefully that comes around soon. Yeah. How are you going? Being away from your family and all that. Um, it was it was tough. Um, last year was it was extremely tough, and um, just be, but I think it started it started to ease off before I got back here, um, just because of the social aspects. I think like they started opening up cafes and restaurants and all that stuff. Yeah, again, you could go out and socialise, but um, you know the it was hard. Uh family is a big, like a big reason one of my big reasons why like I do what I do why I try to be better and, yeah. and things like that, like that they they're my main support network and um it it was tough at the start but um you know you get used to those sort of things and you know I guess uh, I just sort of looked at it as a way I moved mm. I know I was 18 you're meant to move out when you're 18 but moving from here to Sydney when you're 18 yeah. a massive change um, yeah, so I just yeah. went, it was the same as that. So I knew that I'd done it before and I could do it again.
1: Yeah, well, mate, you're a pioneer and you're a, you're a trailblazer for your family and, you know, for your community. So kudos to you, man. It's so good. Now, listen, we do a segment yep. every every week called 60 Seconds with Blitz. It's the 60 Second Blitz yep. with Blitz. And I'm just going to fire a few questions at ya. Um, uh, in, uh, for the duration of sixty seconds, and you just need to answer the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, tough, hard eating <laughs> questions,
2: mate. Tough questions. Hard.
1: Okay, no filter, filters off, ready oh, to roll. Oh. It's like a dating app. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Favorite food? Oh,
0: I'd say seafood.
1: Oh, stand. uh oh, what kind of seafood? Come on, let's 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 dive deeper. Got a few connoisseurs here. Well. You know I hope this takes up
0: to the sixty seconds.
2: Um... <laughs> I've got a little second for no, you. Just... It's it's. There's no stopwatch.
0: Yeah. Just throwing it out there.
2: I don't think I've ever stuck
1: to sixty. This is my time to shine. Uh, um, I
0: love oysters and prawns. I love oysters and prawns.
1: Oh, beautiful. Go. You love cheeky prawns. Now listen. Uh, <laughs> most in, most embarrassing moment comes to mind straight away. Oh, oh. grand final last year. Okay, good. Tell us a bit about that. Come on, fill
0: us in. Oh, well, we had him on the ropes. We should have won. We blew so many chances. Um, we're in front. Oh, it's a, it's a draw with three seconds to go. They take a field goal, it hits the post, bounces before me, bounces over the crossbar, and then bounces to my left and they score on, oh, the, on the hooter. I, you know
2: what? That's just, you answered the <laughs> question before. You said you had a thousand chances in the game. You know what I mean, he doesn't come back to that one. <laughs> you guys could have, iced it. you should have iced it earlier.
0: Definitely. Anyway. See, so, Timmy, this is why this is why I keep in contact with you. man. You know,
2: <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> I just, just, you know, just massage your, your shoulders, your ego. It's all yeah. good mate. Yeah, he's good at a few things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now, um, be- best date you've ever been on. Oh, oh. good question,
2: Benny. <laughs> best date. Yeah. yeah. Oh man,
1: he got me thinking on this one.
0: 2013
1: was it? Two thousand and eight. <laughs> I, I, I
2: guess last night. <laughs> yeah. uh, you
0: know what? Well, that's that's a, what uh, What would
2: be your go-to? Uh, like, say, so if you're going to go ask a girl on a get, date next week, what would you have in mind? Yep. Is it like, you know, I thought, you know, back in my day, it's probably changed, but you know, yeah, putt pub was a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah like
1: putt, putt, yeah. cause you
0: talk, you can have jokes. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what would your that's go-to right. be? See, my if, if, when I'm first meeting someone, I'd say for me because like I'm. I'm not a big talker, I'd go cinemas because you don't have to talk as much. Mm. You yeah, don't have to can't... look
1: at her either. <laughs> yeah, Just playing yeah. it smart. <laughs> don't even
2: know she's there. And <laughs> before you before you go on a date, um, yep. are you getting your toupee fixed?
0: The toupee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going down to George Street and getting the touch up.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going to uh, Barber Workshop. and the boys yeah. going to give you a nice little fade.
1: Full disclosure, my they first date was, was at the movies. Was yeah. it? Blue Streak, Martin Lawrence. What? Yeah, with my now wife. Yeah, Really? Yeah. What, what was it? Blue Streak. Well, I saw Blue Streak at the movies uh, with Martin yeah. Lawrence. That's
2: before us young yeah, bucks, mate.
1: good
0: yeah. film, good film. Oh, yeah, wow, you've seen you, it, Devin. Thank
1: you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. What's a, what's a funny habit you
0: have, mate, that not many people would know about? Funny habit? Um, instead of just taking one mouthful or like one decent drink, I'll have about six or seven sips of it like before I put it down rather than just having one. That's interesting. One big drink. Just straight away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that from a youngster? Yeah, because have
0: always done that. Just always done that. And everyone, everyone just looks at me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing it But now. Obviously I put it that straight away because everyone just says it, like, just awesome. drink it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could meet any person, who would it be?
0: Uh, um, Denzel Washington.
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah. He'd be on my list too, actually, Benny. No,
0: he's up there. Man. Yeah. Man on
1: fire. Wow. What a fit. Yeah, best. Yeah. Uh, what did you get in trouble for most growing up by your parents or your family? Um, Here's the last probably, question. Make it good. Make, make a good. All it good. Right. So,
2: save a segment. Probably drink
1: drinking underage.
2: <laughs> drinking underage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Don't do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, clip under the year for that one. Yeah, now,
2: yeah. mate, what's what's the future look like? So we obviously know, and I'm speaking this into existence. You're going to be in the NRL, killing it in the next couple of years. You're going to play until about thirty six, thirty seven. But <laughs> after that, what does the future look yep. like? What are you going to do after footy?
0: Um, I think, like I mentioned before, I've done the diploma of youth work. So, and I'll, and I'd speak about the importance of um. You know, having the impact on on communities and especially Indigenous kids. So it's always been in the back of my mind, something along those lines. Um, I know with Maddie and Preston there, who I touched on earlier, they're always sort of coming up with ideas and things like that. Um, so hopefully, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd move back here. Somewhere along the coast, probably up in Queensland somewhere, doing something in the community where. Um, you know, obviously, obviously trying to make an impact, and and then coming back here reg- regularly to try and do the same thing as well. So, uh, I don't know. Something that's yeah. always been it, but that could change, as we know. But tell me, tell me, tell me, you, did you think you'd be on the radio show if I <laughs> Well, well, I've been
2: I've been told my whole life that I've got a good head head for radio. <laughs> I said, stick to radio, mate. Um, yeah, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Looking straight at him. So, yeah, I probably had an idea. It might be happening. Uh, uh, mate, now, i could answer that question probably before you even answer it. I asked that question, and I knew it was going to be something around youth because from the day I met you, even before we were close, you, like, everyone, like Jason Stewart, everyone that introduced me to you was telling me about how much this kid's going to make a difference in the community, how, how much he cares. Um, I genuinely think you're gonna you're, you're destined for great things. I don't know what it looks like, but I know that um, it's you're going to make a lot of difference in, in whatever community you end up working in. Um, now, let's get back to how you finish your footy. What, what do we have to do to yep. get you back in the NRL? How, how long do you got? How long is your contract over there?
0: Well, because um, I've, cause I've just injured myself for the season now, um, so I've, I've re-signed over there for next year. To yeah. I guess again, trying to get get my name out there again, um, have a good season, and I guess you know I, I haven't. It's no secret I've told everyone I definitely want to get back to the NRL. I've just um, I've just got to trust the process of things and the timing of things, and yeah. believe that they're all going to work out. And um, you know, it doesn't. You, you ask what does it take? It won't take much. Whatever I can. So whatever, you twenty six, um,
2: twenty seven next year. How old are you next year?
0: Twenty
2: six next year. Yeah, so young, mm. Benny. Mm. What were you doing at 26 years old
1: it's all in front of him yeah. what, what were you doing
2: when you were 26 i
1: i honestly could not tell you i think i was doing youth work to be honest oh really yeah
2: yeah maybe we'll finish this interview you you and uh yeah give me and some tips. Yeah. And then, yeah give us
1: some tips though. we could be on here
2: you know uh <laughs> Bevan, i don't know if you know but benny little used to be a superstar uh basketball player in the hills district oh stop uh the hills hornets was it
1: yep Hills Hornets. please yeah. stop is uh, that all
2: right? Yeah, state chair. How hey, do you know this, nice. Timmy? State chair. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you playing too? <laughs> Mate, I, um, honestly, basketball one of those sports like golf. I wish, like, I like the idea of being good at all it. Right. I wish I was good at it. Yeah. But like I'm that. throwing bricks, man. I'm, I'm terrible.
1: Nah, you're all right. You go all right. You're Thanks, bro. You're like an anchor in the middle. Yeah. Well, I got a shaved head, man. So <laughs> I
2: figure I look like Michael Jordan a little bit.
1: Yeah. You're good at other stuff. You're good, <laughs> you're good, at, like two, you're good at, like, two things. I've seen them.
2: I, I'm good at eating. That's one of my things. I'm really yeah, good at yeah.
1: Yeah. eating and eating desserts.
2: Oh um, no! One, no <laughs> one will beat me. I challenge anyone to beat me eating yeah, desserts. Yeah. Can, um, <laughs> Bevy, mate, thank you so much Yo. for joining us. We honestly we can't we can't thank you enough. We're really yes, excited to keep you. following your career because, like I said, I feel like you have got so much ahead of you, both on and off the field. Um, you obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. I um, you know, it's hard for me to hide it, but I'm a huge fan of you, and um, I'm so grateful for your friendship, but also for the example you're giving to so many kids out there in the community as well, mate. So thanks for your time and thanks for joining us on The Spirit of Sport.
0: Cheers, mate. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for having me and, you know, thanks for everything you've done along the way, Timmy. And um, catch up with you soon.
2: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
0: You can take me out for some dessert, eh?